welcome to LA Redux, your weekly podcast for LA news. I'm here with the lovely and talented Alex Schmidt. Hi, hello. Just the two of us today. And um, uh, a bit of news uh, started to develop last week uh, that we um, somehow missed in our uh, usually comprehensive podcast. Uh, There's a strike going on, is there not, in the port of Los Angeles? Big time. I actually was just listening to it uh, talked about on the NPR newscast. Very national news. Big stuff. Big stuff. Tell us about it. Um, Well, uh, the strike is between, (laughs) technically, the 800-member International Longshore and Warehouse Union Clerical Clerical Unit. The Clerical Workers. This is the Clerical Workers on strike. This is not exactly on the waterfront. Right. And the reason it's become kind of a bigger deal is because... Um, the dock workers union, the longshoremen who have like 50,000 members. 10,000, right? Well, total, but 10,000 here, um, 10,000 here in Los Angeles and Long Beach, 10,000 members are backing up these clerical workers. And so there's, there's thousands of workers, uh, not crossing these picket lines. So, so we are in day eight, day eight of the, of the big strike that shuts down most, not all, but most of the nation's largest port, port complex, because we're actually talking about two ports, the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach. Right. Um, I actually heard today on Air Talk, which is Larry Mantle's show on KPCC, the um, the head of this, this clerical union thing was uh, debating with, um, you know, the representative from one of these uh, shipping companies. And it was just, they were just talking in circles. Even the terms of the debate were not completely clear. They're very murky. I, I read a quote that said, uh, the only thing we're close to agreeing on is the kind of bagels we're going to have in the negotiation. Uh, we should say that today, uh, the big news today was that they are returning to the bargaining table with a federal mediator. But uh, but let's see, 10, of, 10 out of 14 of the port's container terminals are remain shut down. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's completely halting very regular, uh, regular heavy traffic that comes through this massive port. I think I read somewhere that almost 40% of... 44% of all cargo arriving to the United States by sea passes through the ports of LA and Long Beach. Yeah. And it, it is this is costing, well, I don't know, it's costing someone a billion dollars a day. Yeah. I mean, the ripple effects of it would kind of be interesting to understand more. I don't fully, fully comprehend them, like whether Target is seeing like worker hours reduced because they're not getting in the same shipments. Who knows? But I mean, we should mention what the actual what what they're fighting about um, in this in this conflict. And (laughs) so these clerical workers, they make well over one hundred thousand dollars a year and they have generous compensation packages, benefits um, and the thing that they are concerned about is that um, jobs are being uh, shipped overseas, no pun intended actually there, um, or, or out of state, um, and they're concerned that um, jobs are being lost by attrition. So future jobs that might exist at the port would no longer exist, and I just do not get this at all. It's really strange because you think of unions as, uh, you know, for better or worse, be looking out for themselves, right? They're, they're looking out for their, their own jobs. They're, they're, these are sort of looking out for the union's future union dues, and, and why, the, why the workers would be behind that is, is a little beyond me. The, uh, the downtown streetcar. 
the downtown streetcar will become a reality. I guess it was always going to become a reality, but this should accelerate its uh, construction, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the other day or the other week, uh, the fine residents of downtown Los Angeles voted to pass a bit of a tax and take out an $85 million bond to accelerate the cost of their streetcar. So this passed by over 70%. Um, my brother's a resident of downtown. He voted for it. Um, and actually, he made the note, uh, he, he noted that um, he voted for this because he has to drive to, you know, a supermarket. And this is going to help him get there on this very quick little, or who knows if it'll be quick, but this little easy uh, route. I mean, downtown LA is, is such a touch point um, when we think about how LA as a whole is changing. Um, and evolving into a more pedestrian-friendly, more mixed transport kind of city. So I feel like this happening there is symbolic and important, and investments in infrastructure such as this mean a lot there. Um, and, you know, different modes of transport should exist together. So I think this is, this is all good. Uh, work could start by the end of 2014, which probably means it'll start uh, when our grandchildren are getting out of high school, uh, could start 2014, could be up and running as early as 2016. Uh, oh, my point was that uh, this, is a, this is now a trend. You know, journalists have, uh, there's a joke about journalists that ha how does a journalist count to three, one, two, trend. And so this is officially a trend because uh, voters in California voted to pass Proposition 30, largely uh, because of LA County voters. Uh, LA County voters almost passed Measure J. I don't know if you saw, but Measure J officially failed yeah. with, officially quote-unquote failed with 66.1% of the vote. Yeah. So uh, so almost two-thirds of L.A. County voters voted to pass Measure J. And now this, um, it seems like ripe ripe ground for, for raising taxes. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that trend continues in March when uh, voters uh, vote on Herb Wesson's sales tax increase. I have a news story of substance for you. Andrea Alarcone. Oh! Andrea Alarcone. Oh, my God. The president of Los Angeles Board of Public Works. Andrea Alarcone. Uh, a, a Daily News headline the other day said, Sources. Andrea Alarcone partying at hotel, comma, 11-year-old daughter left unattended at L.A. City Hall. Alex, what in that would you not want to talk about? For our listeners who would like a little behind-the-scenes uh, uh, look at uh, L.A. Redux, Hillel and I have had an ongoing, yeah, shall we say, debate about whether we should even talk about this topic. And now we are doing so, but we are going to let you in on the back and forth. Um, and to me, it seems a bit insider, um, an insider baseball, especially when the, these allegations against her are not... They're, what are they? That, she, that her kid was wandering around City Hall. It's like... Who knows what could have been behind that? Um, All right. So let's just say that um, Andrea Alarcone, daughter of uh, Richard, city councilman Richard Alarcone, uh, was at a party at City Hall. She leaves her daughter there. She leaves the party with a couple of friends, one of whom is, uh, is an aide to the mayor. Um, and they go, quote unquote, partying at some hotel. And uh, the daughter, meanwhile, is wandering around City Hall, totally unattended. Uh, the police get involved. They take her back to the police station, which is across the street. Uh, Andrea Alarcone shows up at 2 a.m. Uh, there's, there's no explanation. Um, and uh, she has now said that she will not or she has not resigned, but she is taking a leave of absence, has, quote, 
decided to seek professional help and treatment, end quote, but we don't know for what. Uh, although she was, uh, she was not, yes, she was arrested at some point uh, previously on suspicion of drunk driving. So there is that possibility. Well, I will leave it. You know, I wish the the listeners would weigh in and and say, "Are you interested in hearing about this?" Well, it's funny because it the worth your precious time. It's funny because the um, the LA Times and the Daily News have written um, a couple of articles, and uh, and actually the LA Times editorial section weighed in this morning and said that it wasn't it wasn't a story. They agreed they, with Alex yes, Schmidt. They did indeed. They did. Um, I I read that editorial with with glee, um, and you know I don't know. It's a bit of an echo chamber kind of thing. I mean, this is a this. This is a, a not an elected official, but an appointed official. Uh, she makes one hundred and thirty thousand dollars of our tax dollars a year. Um, it's a pretty important position, president of the board of public works. Um, I know it's not like the mayor, it's not like the governor. We don't hear about it all the time, but it is an important position. Uh, why shouldn't this person be scrutinized? If this was if this was the mayor, uh, you know, getting drunk in some hotel, why his daughter uh, wandered the halls of city hall? Would it be a story? I think. Um at some point it might be, but when she, when the girl was found and she was kind of wandering around, it didn't seem to me worthy of mention. It seemed very gossipy. Um, I will say that... But now that the gossipy got more gossipy, you're interested. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it because you're not giving it up. But um, I think the point that you've made in the past... Um, which is that she, and I think the reason you're interested in talking about it so much is because of her, she's the daughter of Richard Alarcon. Right, but my, my, my point that I was making was that, um, that, you know, Andrea and Richard represent uh, the political mainstream of Los Angeles, and that these are, and, you know, Richard Alarcon, of course, is uh, also in and out of court uh, on charges that he was living outside his district and lying about it. Um, and so the, this is the political mainstream of Los Angeles, and these people behave like idiots. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to as to call her an idiot for what she has done thus far, because we I, don't. I thought I was being I was being kind to her by calling her an idiot. Well, we we see this differently. I, I'm siding. I'm, what about I'm, irresponsible? Okay, maybe irresponsible, fine, but I wouldn't sort of put her negligent. My, my point is, because of this incident, I don't necessarily put her in the same boat as her father. Um, so. I think that there's some very silly people who, uh, you know, are certainly up up there running things in L.A. and it's terrifying. Um, I don't know if that necessarily bolsters that view of things, but um, it doesn't not. <laughs> wow. Uh, eloquent as always. Um, uh, one last uh, to, to make a gossipy story, even gossipier. The, the big uh, gossip around City Hall. The big rumor around City Hall is that Andrea Alarcon is uh, Mayor Viragosa's uh, new girlfriend. Um, yes, yes. And I actually think this is why uh, City Hall reporters, in part, wanted to cover it so much, was because of that angle, which they, of course, can't print because. It's maybe not true. You know, again, this is just a rumor. I have no reason yeah. to say it's true, but it, it is a rumor that's something re reporters talk about. That's salacious. Thank you for sharing that. There you go. I'm looking out for you. Um, let's go to a more exciting area, Ikea. A new Ikea is coming to Burbank. That, that's ex it's exciting news, isn't it? Very exciting. <laughs> 470,000 square feet, 22 acres. Yeah. And, and there already is an Ikea in Burbank. This there is already is an Ikea in Burbank. Are they going to tear down the old one? Yeah, the old one's going to go away. So the old one's going to go away. It's this monster Ikea. It's going to be the largest Ikea in the United States. It's, I'm honored. It's in my county. It's so funny because um, the amount of anger generated by a new Walmart 
coming to uh, Chinatown was was enormous. Uh, there were there were protests, there was lawsuits, there was everything, and a, a, a monstrous. And that, that was just a, that was just a little grocery store, right? And so now a monstrous IKEA is opening up in Burbank, and you, people are ecstatic. They could not be happier. The quotes in the newspaper were like, you know, I don't care. Bigger is better. That's true. Yeah, some of those quotes were hilarious. Um, you know, that's, that's, I think, a longer discussion, why people were upset about Walmart and why people are excited about Ikea. Do, do you really think that Ikea employees are paid that much more than Walmart employees? I mean, they're definitely abused far less than Walmart employees are. I mean, there's no question about that. And like all of the supply chain abuses that Walmart um, perpetrates. I think also beyond that... Um, you know, I think it's also a question of the brand, too, to be honest. I mean, Ikea is sort of like this aspirational thing where, like, you're going somewhere where you're going to get something that makes your life kind of a little bit, you know, better, prettier around the edges. It is where funny how much a brand matters. It does. And Walmart, I think, is just the exact opposite. I mean, you couldn't go any lower than shopping at Walmart. That is the bottom of the barrel. I wonder where the L.A. Redux brand fits on the scale <laughs> of Walmart to Ikea. Uh, another news... Oh, some grad student says that Los Angeles does have an urban center. It's just very, very long. I love this. This is so interesting. Whenever you say, I love this, part of my brain shuts down. Should I not say that anymore? <laughs> I, you know what? I think I'll say it more often. Um, what did this guy say? Oh, yeah. It just seems like, it just seems like you're, you're like patronizing these little news stories. Like, like well, oh, I just love this little quirky news I mean, story that no one's going to care about. Really, this isn't really a news story. but um, so, so I think it, it, it's quite appropriate in this case. But this is a USC geography uh, master's student who wrote a thesis um, stating that LA indeed does have a center, contrary to what is um, very often propagated uh, about this city. So he said that um, <laughs> the, res the corridor that he sort of analyzed um, is comparable in function to New York's Manhattan or to Chicago's Loop and includes, get ready, LA's urban core includes Santa Monica, Westwood, Beverly Hills, Fairfax, Hollywood, Koreatown, and downtown Los Angeles. Doesn't this grad student have a fundamental misunderstanding of the word center? Um, well, when you think about how, look, you got to see the map because it like shows, I saw the map. Okay, you see the map, and then it sort of shows like all like this this sort of um, these this bright sort of strip um, along Wilshire and Santa Monica. L.A. County is like 10 times or 20 times bigger than that. So I do think he has a point. When but you but since that, when is a, can a center be a strip? It doesn't make any sense. I like the concept. Let's think outside the box, people. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think it does. I'm sticking with him. And also, he, he actually, um, I mean, he did use some scientific method here. He mapped five amenities, entertainment, full-service restaurants, hotels, motels, trendy hangouts, and high culture. So there's something to this, you know? Like, they're actually, this is where the, the, the concentrations of those things exist in L.A. County. Right. Uh, one last story. What would an episode of L.A. Redux be without a bit of news from the mayoral race? Am I pronouncing mayoral right? No. Is it mayoral? No, it's mayoral. Uh, Eric Garcetti. Eric Garcetti gained the endorsement of the San Fernando Valley Democratic Party. 
Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad for him. Well, then. <laughs> well, uh, I think this is significant news uh, in the same way that we said last week that um, all the Latino endorsements for Wendy Gruel were, was counter-programming for her and therefore important. Uh, this is sort of counter-programming for him since uh, Wendy Gruel uh, is uh, she's sort of a valley, a valley girl, a valley person. I think when it comes to politics, I have a really hard time thinking of, as anything other than a voter. I'm, I've never covered politi- politics as a reporter, and I'm not – I just it, I have a hard time being interested in these things. I kind of want to know what the candidates are talking about, and that's really all I care about. So that's me. Ugh, so, so substantive. No love for the horse race. No. Uh, well, let's just close by saying uh, there was a completely meaningless poll, and Garcetti was ahead. Uh, right, so that is going to do it for us. The always substantive LA Redux is over. Uh, many thanks to Alex Schmidt for bearing with me. Thank you, Hello. And to you, the listener, we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>